On today's episode of Business AF, we have owner of Cali Comfort Barbecue, Sean Waltreff, and creator of the Digital Hospitality Podcast. Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Cali, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast where it's all business most of the time. Hi everyone, my name is Marissa Kelly. Uh, welcome back to Business AF Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today and I'm happy to have him on, Sean Walchef of the Cali Comfort, Cali Barbecue Media Empire. Um, <laughs> Can you just describe a little bit like what you do and, and just, you know, what your focus is now um, in, in business? Thank you for having me on the show, Marissa. I really, uh, I, pre- I appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that uh, you're grinding it out and producing a business podcast um, because that's what, that's what we need. We need a little bit of hope in times like these. I, I own a restaurant it's called Cali Comfort Barbecue. I've owned it for, actually today's our 12 year anniversary. So we opened Yay. in 2008 and uh, we're still open today. Now we're a different business in the last month uh, with coronavirus, mm-hmm. we've been doing to go and delivery only. Um, we're selling barbecue online, we're selling uh, through social and we are selling booze to go. So cocktails to go, <laughs> which is a new thing for California. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's been kind of incredible, you know, we, we have a, a thesis that we've worked on and we have a weekly podcast called Digital Hospitality and it's that every business needs to be digital. You need to own your own content. You need to care about your website. You need to sell things, whether it's goods or services through your website, um, mm-hmm. but you also need to produce content and that content that you produce, you own, and then you can use it on all the social channels. Um, it's really mm-hmm. allowed us to get the message out to our community that, um, you know, unfortunately we laid off 28 employees uh, still have 27 that are working for us. Um, but just letting the community know that we're still here in business and that we're going to be doing things in a safe manner to get them the barbecue that they come to love, the fish bowls that they come to love. And <laughs> it's been, it's been a very positive response and we're, we're grateful for that. Yeah. So you, you mentioned, you know, owning all your digital and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how you had to pivot to, you know, the to go thing and how that's working, working out. But I want to talk a little bit about how you um, came about being the host and like the producer, or it was your idea to do digital hospitality um, podcast. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about and uh, why you're doing that continually as a business? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, when, when we opened in 2008, it was the height of the economic recession, which it looks <laughs> looks a lot you know it's getting to be that again um but we opened in a location in real estate they tell you location 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 um and when we were looking for where we were going to open people said don't open in that location whatever you do um but we thought that if we did something different unique that there would be a neighborhood to support it because it was an underserved community a different part of san diego that really there wasn't anybody here 2008 was a year after the cell phone came out, the iPhone, the first iPhone, mm-hmm, which uh, mm-hmm. really was a game changer for the internet and internet marketing and what you can do as a small business owner. Um, you know, I, I tell the story all the time. My, my business partner, who was one of my closest friends uh, from college, him and I opened up the restaurant together. 
he was on Facebook, you know, back when we opened uh, in 2008. I made fun of him. I thought it was, you know, he was on there like on a dating site. I thought he was like, you know, getting checks. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? What, why are you wasting your time with that stupid site? Um, but then when we realized we couldn't get people, you know, it was very difficult to let the community know that we were in business and that um, we were going to do anything to market ourselves, whether it was at that time. I mean, we took out a yellow page ad. That was like the <laughs> recommended business advice. We joined the Chamber right. of Commerce. You know, we we tried to get on local radio. We, You name it, we've done it. And mm -hmm. what seemed to work the best was really going all in on digital and social um, mm -hmm. because it was so new. You know, it was like when we opened, when we started our first Facebook page, it was like it was like right when they released, you know, Facebook page. You can set it up for free. And we mm -hmm. could tell people what we had on our menu, what events we had. Um, I started a Twitter account so we could start letting people know when, you know, Manny Pacquiao was fighting, um, you know, for fight night. If mm -hmm. the chart, if the Chargers were playing and we had a special, we were, wanted to let people know. Um, and it turned out to be something that was very valuable for me with not, you know, someone that doesn't have an internet background was mm -hmm. just, it was empowering to know that. I could go into Yelp, I could go into whatever platform it was, create an account as the business owner, but then own the content. Like it right. was my, it was our content on that platform. And depending on the site, some of them were better than others, but then you get traffic and you get analytics and you start to understand, wow, there's all these customers out there that are looking on sites like Yelp, TripAdvisor. And mm -hmm. for us, it was just a natural progression until 2017 when I, um, thought it would be a great idea to start a podcast. And that's yeah. when we started uh, Behind the Smoke. And now that's evolved into what we're doing now, which is digital hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned like how you had to be like on all the socials and, and kind of like get your, your name out there um, when you were starting to promote your business. Um, what is something that you kind of feel that you still need to do, even though you are running a larger business than maybe you were back in 2018? Like, what is there something that, you know, you still want to have hands on with when it comes to that? You know, that's a, that's, it's a great question because right mm -hmm. now is been such a different transition for us because mm -hmm. doing the digital hospitality podcast allows me every week to go and interview anybody that I find that are doing things different and unique that will win in the future. So whether it's a brand, whether it's a influencer, whether it's a CEO, whether it's uh, you know a, a sports property, um, it's allowed me to interview some incredible people and get some incredible insights. And I've brought a video crew with me, um, which is Rising Tides Creative, and not only get to do the interview in a podcast for audio, but then produce professional quality video behind the scenes for the business and for our show. Mm -hmm. um, now, every week I'm doing a Skype interview. Um, I'm probably going to check out StreamYard because it's been recommended by multiple people. But, yeah. you know, we have to adapt to the world that we're living in. And mm -hmm. the world that we're living in on April 20th, 2020 is it's a social distancing world. It's not responsible mm -hmm. for us as a podcast and as a show to go and show up in person anywhere. Um, yeah. We have to focus on what we do. And you know, I, I could I could get upset about it, or I could be excited that I get to interview all kinds of guests, and I have a whole potential of yeah. people that I never even thought because we always do our interviews in person, mm -hmm. but now we're doing so much more on um, on virtually. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, that one thing that you mentioned about um, being, you know, accessible to multiple people, I think that's one of the positives, if there if there are positives, when uh, it comes to having to be all digital and distancing ourselves from people. So I, I do want to talk um, a little bit about how you had to pivot and where you kind of got the idea to like, I mean, how quickly was it from the time where they put the restrictions on to when you were serving food? Like, can you talk so, a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, the natural progression for us, you know, as a barbecue restaurant, full service restaurant and sports entertainment destination is that we we always did food to go. Um, it was always a part of our business. It wasn't a core mm -hmm. component of our business um, or all of our business, which it is now. Right. Um, but figuring out how to provide the highest quality barbecue in the correct packaging um, at the right time, but doing that in a way that was digital and hospitable, um, it's changed and it's evolved. So, you know, mm -hmm. before, let's call it three years ago, we were probably doing 20% of our business was to-go business, um, which is a significant portion. Um, but every year we were investing more time and effort into improving our website. So it was mobile first, um, mm -hmm. improving photos on our website, um, improving the functionalities of the website, how it interacts with, you know, our, our point of sale system here in the restaurant. Um, so once the coronavirus hit, we had already implemented online ordering through our website. Mm -hmm. We're already okay. doing that. We had already implemented DoorDash. Um, they were our exclusive delivery partner. Now we added Grubhub and we're adding Uber Eats this week. Um, but those are all different technologies. So that's a different, essentially POS system. It's another step that we have to take. And one of the challenges now for all restaurants, not just restaurants, but other businesses is how does technology talk to each other? You know, mm -hmm. some of them are closed systems, some of them are open systems, but at the end of the day, we don't give a shit. I don't give a shit how it talks to it. Like, it just needs to work so the guests can get the best experience possible. Right. I mean, you've ordered you, you've ordered food for delivery, yes. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, not delivery, sometimes but just pick up. Yeah. Because I got to get so, the drinks. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, our, our goal is just like our goal in the restaurant is that mm -hmm. we want to give a five star experience so that you're so excited that you have to post it on Yelp. You have to talk about it mm -hmm. on Facebook. You have to tell your friends, you know, oh my God, the barbecue is amazing, the peach cobbler. But so many things have to happen correctly in that experience from the time you park your car to the, you know, how the the host treats you when you walk in the door, if, if mm -hmm. the place is clean, you know, if, if the lights are on. I mean, there's so many touch points that have to happen. Now mm -hmm. there's less touch points, but that doesn't make them less important. Right. Um, it's still so important that if somebody orders brisket, that they get brisket, they don't get tri-tip, you right. know, like if they, if they ask for a side of jalapeno barbecue sauce, that we actually give them jalapeno barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, how many times, how many times have people ordered somewhere and somebody like, can I have ranch? And they don't pack ranch. And now you just ruin the whole experience, right? you know, and that, yeah. like, that has those things, the double checks, triple checks we have to get you know as good as possibly we can because mm -hmm. we're doing an entirely different business model. Yeah, and I mean, you guys have really stepped it up. I mean, I've seen the change from when you were just, you know, traditional eat-in restaurant to now like full-blown, you know, like 
pickup and all the setup and everything. But I want to talk a little bit about how you've utilized like the community as well to mm -hmm. help you with your marketing. And I wouldn't say that it's disingenuous. I mean, my personal experience, I'm going to talk a little bit about it is if a restaurant is willing to make those relationships with the people that buy their stuff, they're going to come back. It's part of that experience that you mentioned. And there was a picture that I saw on the wall. Um, if you don't, like if you don't tag us, we can't share it or something. What does it say on your wall? <laughs> uh, if, if we if we can't tag you, we can't pimp you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I That's knew it was a, something, yeah. but it's true. It's like you, I think, have really. I, I've, I haven't seen a lot of restaurants do that. You will share something that they tag you in because it's something that one pushes your brand, but also you know, you're also building on those relationships that you've built throughout the community. Can you talk a little bit? I mean, it seems to me it's natural. Obviously, I know yeah. you personally, it's natural. But can you talk to maybe some businesses who think that being on social and being building those relationship relationships is not something that they're, that they're comfortable with? Like, I mean, yeah, how? I mean, you know, it's for it's the whole saying if we can't tag you we can't pimp you it it gets to the heart of the whole experience of social is community you know it's the yeah. digital side it's the digital side of hospitality hospitality is in person you're in person you go into the restaurant you have a great mm -hmm. experience the server does a great job the you know the pit master they cook the best meat you you know your team wins or your team loses whether the, whether or not we can't control that um, mm -hmm. but we can make sure that it's in high def what what business owners don't understand is that there's it gives such a deeper context to the guest experience when you're willing to not just acknowledge that they wrote a comment in your instagram feed um but that you respond in a way that the same way you would respond if they walked into your restaurant right i mean that's the that's the biggest key is that no matter what business you're in there's so many digital touch points now um, which can be overwhelming, you know, frankly, mm -hmm. it can be overwhelming, but that's where you have to ask for help because you, ha you, you just don't know where people are going to be messaging you from. They message you in Facebook messenger. They'll message you in the comments. They can message you on Twitter. It can be in a hashtag. Like mm -hmm. there's so many different places, but when you start to discover where those places are, and then you acknowledge somebody for coming in and then posting about your restaurant and they look and they're like, Oh my God, the restaurant posted, they, they thanked me. Like yeah. the owner thanked me, thanked me for coming in and they reshared it in my Instagram stories. Like mm -hmm. nobody reshares anything. Right. You know, it's like they're trying, they're trying to keep this curated museum of an Instagram feed when ultimately people, that's what social is. People love like, you know, when somebody, that's why I love social so much. I mean, that's how mm -hmm. I was able to d develop so many relationships with people that I admire and that have, mm -hmm. you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, millions of followers, mm -hmm. um, because we're genuine, we are who we are. And then mm -hmm. once they learn that digitally and we follow it up in person, yeah. you can't help but go, oh, well, I like that, I like them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're they they're true to who they are. Right. You know, we're not, we're, we, we don't play, oh, we're gonna be okay. Our job, two rules in restaurants is, we don't do politics and we don't do religion, but we're a sports bar. You know, mm -hmm. and we're a Chargers bar. We're a San Diego Chargers bar and we're a Los Angeles Chargers bar. And we mm -hmm. got a lot of flack for that. But right. we're not going to play the side where, 
oh, we're not a Chargers bar, but we have Chargers things up. Like that's who we are. Either accept us for who we are or or don't. But right. ultimately, ultimately, we're not just a Chargers bar. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we don't care what NFL team you cheer for. We're here for a football fan and not just a football fan, but somebody that loves soccer. Like mm-hmm. our job in hospitality is not to discriminate against any kind of fan, any kind of person. And that goes the same for the internet. Like if somebody writes something and it's back to, you know, it's a, it's a Gary Vee principle. If somebody's acknowledging, like so many people are focused on how many likes am I getting or how many comments, they don't take the time to respond to two, two people that said something. You know, yeah. they said, thank you. Or like, thanks for sharing that nugget of information. And they yeah. don't even hard it. Like you can't even hard it. Yeah. Like, I understand. I understand if you put a popular post out there and there's, you know, hundreds of comments, responding to every comment is a monumental task, but like, at least you can hard it. At right. least you can like it. Right. Acknowledge right. digitally, digitally touch somebody and let them know, Hey, thanks for being on my page. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, look at how many other distractions you can have. You know, it's right. like that, that's the stuff that, when it's happened to me and it's very rare when it's happened to me, I'm always so appreciative of it. Mm -hmm. And I remember it. Yeah. I think that's, that's the point of social. You mentioned, you know, like it is, it's building on those relationships. And so I want to talk a little bit about also how you've kind of transitioned your knowledge of digital hospitality into being a mentor of sorts for other barbecue restaurants or restaurants that might be looking to learn these principles from you. Can you talk a little bit about how you've transitioned into Cali barbecue media a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for us, one of the things that we learned by doing the pod, really by doing the podcast was the podcast gave us structured content, like calendared content where it wasn't about us it was Mm -hmm. the story was about somebody else we were interviewing someone else their story their business their brand how they did their marketing um why they care about a certain charity and that allowed us to understand that like all the tools that we're learning through through digital and through social media like not everybody knows them you know like i i take it for granted that not every restaurant's on instagram you know, not mm-hmm. every restaurant has claimed their Yelp page. Not every rest, very few restaurants are on Twitter, you know, as mm-hmm. brand or, or as, as um, you know, the, the leader of the company, you know, as mm-hmm. the CEO, mm-hmm. how many restaurants are on LinkedIn? Not many, you know? So <laughs> yeah. once we, once we start realizing we're playing in white space mm-hmm. and we know how powerful it's been for us, if it's been this powerful for a restaurant in Spring Valley, you mm-hmm. know, that opened in 2008, that wasn't a barbecue restaurant, converted to a barbecue restaurant, became a sports bar, then pivoted and then became an entertainment company and event company and catering company and now media company. Like mm-hmm. if we're able to do that, anybody can do it. Right. You know, but they just have to be willing to learn. They have to be willing to ask for help. Um, mm-hmm. They have to be willing to, to get mentors and to, to work on it. It's a craft. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, think about how much you've learned about social media marketing but mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't learn it just by reading an article you do it every day do it it's yeah. like it, it like it's the mamba mentality mm-hmm. how can i be better at this skill every single day right right yeah and and you know that's kind of like what a lot of people don't understand when they do maybe hire someone that's out outside you know they want to learn stuff but they're expecting that immediate roi like i'm going to post on Instagram and I'm going to increase my sales by 300%. Yeah, no, not, not with just one post, you know? 
Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a great point that you bring up is that you know social media it's not it's not a it's not a band aid it, it's a way of life and like by by being digitally focused as a business it has to be in your DNA like you have and once it is in your DNA then everyone in the organization has to embrace it it's not oh we're gonna just go and hire somebody and then all of a sudden they're gonna know our voice our brand voice and how we talk to our customers and how we relate to it. I don't care how great the social media marketing agency, they're never going to be as good as the per the founder, you know, right. like right. they can get the ideas from the founder. They can get what the founder wants to portray, but mm -hmm. that's a relationship and it's a working relationship that only gets better. The more both sides are willing to meet up and go mm -hmm. over strategy, go over content, but it's not, it, it can't be at the bottom of the list. It's got to be at the top. Right. If it's not at the top of the list. It's not genuine. It comes off as core. It's the same way that you that I feel when I open the restaurant, when I would see a commercial on TV with food and it was just bullshit. It was complete bullshit. Like the food is like no way that hamburger looks like that in real life. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a stock photo. You mm -hmm. know, I had when the, the first person that built my website was my best man, his father. And he was like, do you want stock photos? I'm like, fuck no. Yeah, I don't want stuff. I, I'd rather have a shitty photo of our actual food that they'll get in the restaurant than a picture of a burger that looks like, you know, it was it was done in a in a studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that hopefully branded photography is something that people are will definitely take notice of now that they have to be all digital because you can't even make up for it in store. You know, they can't go to the mm -hmm. restaurant. So. Um, I wanted to talk, you mentioned a little bit about listening to customers and kind of making, uh, what I want to know is like how you're utilizing social media to find out what people want and like make mm -hmm. new things that people are talking about. Um, I know you have one special drink that we can mention, but I think, you know, that, that says to you being online and being and listening to the people that may be your customers or already are your customers and what they're talking about. If you want to talk a little bit about how you can get insight using social media to benefit your business or change your business. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I mm -hmm. hadn't realized that if there if there's something that I don't do well on social media, it's polling and asking our customers and our fan base for feedback. Mm -hmm. um, we we do that inherently with stuff that we put out and then they give us feedback afterwards. We don't typically ask, hey, we're gonna be doing something new, how should we do it? Um, the coronavirus put us in the perfect position to say, holy shit, California, we can actually sell alcohol to go. Like, yeah. well, how the, fuck, how the fuck do we sell alcohol to go? What do we charge? How do we do it? What, what kind of, you know, we need growlers, okay. How much does it cost? Does it need to be a branded growler? It was just mm -hmm. like, well, let's share this information that is readily available on the internet, but let's share it with, you know, our fans and say, Hey, guess what? ABC changed the law. Cali comfort can sell alcohol to go. What do you guys think we should sell? Yeah. By far the most popular thing was fish bowls, which mm -hmm. is our, you know, it's a 64 ounce cocktail that's shareable for two people that we put a rubber duck in, um, which is perfect for social and it's perfect for a restaurant. You know, mm -hmm. every time someone orders it at the bar, someone sees it and go, I want that. Um, but they asked, we asked, they answered and mm -hmm. we said, well, now our number one goal is how do we get our fish bowls that we already make that people already love into a repurposed container and mm -hmm. sellable so that they can enjoy it at home. Um, yeah. 
while once we did that and we realized how popular it was and we sold out I mean, every week we've sold out of everything that we've offered um we realized that hey tiger king is trending on netflix yeah. um, people are absolutely <laughs> loving it can we create a tiger king drink you know essentially commemorating netflixing and chill so netflix mm -hmm. and chill with the tiger king like we have a growler let's just let's try it out yeah and we literally played played around with a logo on you know adobe spark and you know mm -hmm. stover my producer for the podcast he made the logo in 10 seconds 15 seconds you know as a joke put a, a, a crown on the tiger and put cali barbecue on it and slap the sticker <laughs> on the growler and next thing you know we have people that just can't get enough of the tiger king growler and they're posting on social of them you know drinking it at home and we're reposting it in our instagram feed and mm -hmm. you know last weekend we had carol baskin someone literally <laughs> dressed up that is a super fan she looks like carol baskin and she came into the restaurant not into the restaurant, but she came to order, um, you know, her takeout food and she got her Tiger King growler and my staff alerted me like, dude, Carol Baskin's here. Like, <laughs> please ask her if I can take a photo. And then I go and I take, I take a photo of her and, you know, she's just a, a woman that wanted to make people happy. She wanted to dress up and like, you know, mm -hmm. she thought it was hilarious. She drove from Imperial beach all the way to spring Valley yeah. just because she thought it was hilarious that we were serving a Tiger King growler. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I think it's such a good story because one, you're paying attention to what people are liking, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you're adjusting according to that. And it, it shows a lot that you're there and present. And I think a lot of people can learn from that, um, especially being yeah. on digital. Um, so there's one thing that we ask every time. Um, uh, we have a one random question that we always ask. So um, I would like to ask you um, if you were to um, get quarantined with anyone other than your family and obviously your two kids, who would you want to get quarantined with to learn from? Are they dead or alive? It could be anyone. Well, if they if 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 they're not alive, it would be Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it would be it would be Co it would be Co it would be Kobe, uh, Gary V, or David Meltzer. Got it, got it. Those are yeah. good good people to learn from, and I'm sure you can uh, find out so much more that would be implied to business, but also personal growth. I'm sure from either of those three. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Sure. Well, um, if people want to learn more about you, they can go to your Instagram or your Twitter, wherever you're on all the socials. Right at Cali Comfort uh, well, Barbecue. Yeah, so our job is if you go to Google and you type Cali BBQ, then it should give you all the content that you want in the news feed and the video feed and the podcast feed. Um, yeah, that's the world we live in. So if you're yeah. if you're not easily findable, then that's a problem. Yes, and that that's very um, that's very in, uh, genius, I think, because well, Cali is like short for you know, California and BBQ, those are two words that are often used, but if you can brand yourself and get those results, then you've done a great job. So well, I'll have to, we've, it's, it's, it's low and slow. It's 12 years and we're just right? getting started. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Sean. I really appreciate it. And I will see you online soon. Awesome. You're amazing, Marissa. Thank, thank you. you. This is the business AF podcast where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com.